Welcome, welcome, one and all, to Take 51. We are over the hump. We are here in the 50s before we know we are in the 80s and 90s and 100s, and watch out, watch out. Anyways, we have a jam-packed episode for you guys. It's going to be a little bit short and sweet. That's what I'm all about, short and sweet. Uh, first and foremost, Kamiko finally, finally saw a very important movie, and we will be talking about that. Going to get into some movie news. And we're going to have a fun little top five that we're going to discuss and then some movies that we are excited to see here at the end of the year because we are we are in cuffing season. We are in the fall, Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas. It's here. It's here, folks. And, you know, we're going to, you know, we're going to work on the IMDB next month. We have some catching up to do. So without further ado, I have my boy here, Sweet Keeks. It's hot boy fall it's it's dad bod fall ladies and gentlemen we're <laughs> we're in full swing right now you know i actually <laughs> this this week i ran two miles in one day i couldn't believe it good night I know. good for you you know I, I it's important to get that physical activity but it, it reward yourself treat yourself you gotta treat yourself but you also you know movies just just sit back you know, i ran two miles and i watched about 10 hours of movies this week so i think that's a pretty even trade-off right Oh, that's a great balance. I can't, you know, can't ask for anything more. That's like eating broccoli, and then right after that, the next bite is a Kit Kat bar. Just back and forth. Just bite a broccoli, bite a Kit Kat, bite a broccoli, bite a Kit Kat. Balance, baby. I love that. How you been, dude? How's everything? Oh, is it cold out been there? Been great. It is. It's starting to freeze up a little bit in uh, Utah. I have my sweater and my jacket on, so it's starting to get a little bit nippy. And I love this. I love this time of year. And I'm going to take my flu shot as well this time of year because. Last January, just yeah, several months ago, I was rocked. And, you know, I have been drinking orange juice religiously every morning. Just been drinking it. Vitamin C, baby. Have not gotten sick since me knocking on wood. So let's keep it up. What about you, Keeks? How's the scenery out there? All I can tell you is, is that it's nice it's warm. I'm also getting my flu shot. I'm getting my flu shot on Tuesday because you know how it's like at work. You're it's like it's really dead time. You don't have anything to do. I got an email that was basically fill out this paperwork to get your flu shot. So I spent like 45 minutes slowly filling out this paperwork because I had nothing else to do. Um. So, yeah, might as well get my flu shot. We're going to be traveling a yeah. lot in November. So, oh, yeah, you're, you're here. Can't wait. Yeah, going to Astroworld Fest on November 9th. Bought my tickets. So, um, wow. yeah, that is not movie related, but as the kids say, it's going to be a movie, right? Yeah. yeah. That's how they say it. Have you seen that documentary on Net- Net- uh, Netflix? Yeah, it's Mama, pretty interesting. It. You know, the beginning. Is that, is that what it's called? It's What's like, it called? Look, Mom, I Can Fly. Okay, that's Yeah, it. the yeah. Travis Scott. It actually starts out um, at the concert that he had in Arkansas. So the beginning where like everyone storms it and he gets shut down. Oh. Yeah. That's that was, that in was Arkansas. There. Yeah, I know some kids. There's some kids in uh, who live close to me, and they were talking about how they were there, and like some dude broke his leg, and oh wow. Was also, as the kids would say, I'm not even gonna say it. <laughs> I, don't, I feel like Steve Buscemi and the Hello is, is Fellow it, Kids. If I try it, is it a three letter word? Gosh, does it start, no. Does it, it start with L? Does it end with T? Is it? Is there an I in between? <laughs> I was gonna say epic, which I think is worse. I think that just I think I just dated uh, myself lit. with that. 
Oh, man. Thank goodness. Thank goodness, you know, the lit terminology is starting to kind of go out the window. So, But, in fact, there's a very lit movie that you saw that I can't wait just to talk about. I... How was it? So, after months of being of being <laughs> politely asked, we'll put it, to watch <laughs> Sean Connery, Nicolas Cage, action duo film, The Rock... I finally watched it. I watched it last week. What a blast. I had so much fun watching The Rock. It it really is a lot of fun. I mean, the score is great. The action is awesome. And the lines are so good. I will not give that order. I will not back down. That that scene was intense. You know, I I gotta ask you, do you like the song Rocket Man? Yeah, I sure do. He shoots him with the rock. He's like, no, I don't listen to that sissy music. And he's like, no, because you are the rocket man. Then launches the missile and shoots the bad guy out the roof. <laughs> so what am I, what are my favorite scenes of all? Uh, I mean, in that whole movie is when Nicholas cage gets to two flares and he gets on his knees and he holds it out. Like, you know, the, the, the Christ statue in Rio de, in Brazil. And oh that, gosh, that killed me. Like, I would do that all the time whenever I got home. I'd just get on my knees and just hold out the flares. Here's a buzzer oh. beater, too. They got it. They got, like, one bomb off, maybe. But they yeah. live. They both live. And it's a nice little ending. I. The thing is, though, is, like, Nick Cage isn't that over the top in it, which is a little no. weird. It, it kind of threw me off that he wasn't, you know, like, um, Con Air or he wasn't Mandy as of late. He was just kind of like him acting, and that's what – I still – I mean, I give it an A just because it's a fun, good time. There are obviously – there's going to be problems. There are problems with every movie, but it's a good time. Go watch The Rock. Yeah. Oh, it's a blast. Like, I watched it last year with Steve-O and Mark, and we had so much fun. I think you were going to come, and then you had something that came up. But it is overall better than Con Air, but it is a – it's a blast. It's a great movie. So so I'm glad you got to it just so the pull – you know, the asking is finally – you know, it's come to an end. I know. Hopefully, go watch it. You. Yeah, no. Fi- yeah. <laughs> finally, a year later, I finally got to a year and a half later. Gosh, it's been so long. Um, but yeah, I mean, with streaming that, and I also watched a Medea movie. I watched Medea Goes to Jail. So I'll set the scene for this. We're hanging out with some friends, and we're up in their house, and we're on their second floor, Just and they're looking at the movies, and I come over, and he, this man had five Medea movies. Five of them. I've never met anyone who's seen one. He owned five DVDs of Medea. He's like, oh, they're my favorite movies. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> it was. Yes, I, I have a picture of just five Medea movies. He's like, and I said, well, let's watch one. And he looked at me, he just says, I, I don't know which one. They're all so funny. And immediately I'm like, oh, gosh, what is this going to be? So we picked Medea Goes to Jail. And... If any of you guys have seen a Medea movie, there's not much Medea in the movie. She's in the movie for like 10, 15 minutes to provide nonsensical, like body, like physical humor. But the rest of the movies, and this is in general, have like serious messages. Like this one is about prostitution and about like redemption. It really like heavy and with a lot of religious messages mixed into the movies and i guess that's how they all are 
Um, needless to say, the movie didn't make much sense. She doesn't go to jail until the last 15 minutes of the movie. And she goes to jail for, like, dumping someone's car over with a forklift. And then she goes to jail, and everyone's campaigning for her to get out of jail. It's like, she committed a crime! She's supposed to be in jail! Leave her in jail! And, um, you'll have to watch the movie to see if she stays or gets out of jail. Perry, huh? Wow. Yeah. You know, good for him. As lo- You know, as long as he's there, he's supporting these movies... And it makes him laugh. Teach their own. Uh, not only does it make it l- him laugh, that movie, I'm going to tell you how much it made. Guess how much Medea goes to jail made at the box office? Just guess. I have no idea. Um, he's 20 million. So that's close to the budget. The budget was 17 and a half million. It's box office hall was $90.5 million. Wow. I, I was shocked. I, I thought about it for two days straight of how on earth Tyler Perry's a genius. I mean, I think that's pretty well known as like Tyler Perry. He writes his stuff. He produces it. He directs it. He's like the top build actor in his movies. So he gets the largest gross of the genius absolutely genius not great movies huh. but they make 90 million dollars so free hey. <laughs> money talks yeah he was terrible he was terrible in teenage mutant Ninja turtles pretty good in gone girl <laughs> though yeah yeah no i thought he was fine in gone girl i agree yeah yeah huh. oh my god interesting well well good for you that's a that's quite the you know it's don't, don't congratulate me. Don't, let's let's move on. I want <laughs> Medea already got enough. The Rock, let's go watch it. The Rock. Okay, I even uh, so about here we Medea. go. We got George. We got George Lucas versus Disney. Keeks, uh, enlighten us a little bit about this. All right. So this week, Bob Iger's. I guess it's his biography. I don't think it's an autobiography, but it, it's a biography on Bob Iger during his time at Disney so far. And I don't know what got into him in mentioning like. Basically, he says, you know, we kind of screwed George Lucas. We we have dropped the ball on Star Wars. And I don't know if it's his way of apologizing to George, because essentially, you know, they bought it from him for about $4 billion. And along with the deal, they kind of verbally said, hey, we want you to come on as a creative consultant and help us with the next three movies. George later gave them four movie script ideas for episodes seven, eight, and nine. And then what I have heard to be a solo script for the Han Solo movie. And as we know, Disney used none of it because George wanted to do some weird kind of, and I can't say weird, I don't know, he wanted to do work with the wills of the Force and going into the, like, biology of the midichlorians. I mean, just hearing that, what do you think of that premise for this sequel trilogy? I think there, I think, you know, with Star Wars... In my in my opinion, it's for the kids. Sure, we were kids when it came out, and we still watch it, you know. But the Minichlorians is it's a little deep, so to speak. I don't think a lot of people are aware of that type of lore with Star Wars. You know what I mean, or the Kyber crystals and things like that. Am I wrong? No, and that's the thing. Like I've heard a lot of people complain about the news about the sequel trilogy, how it's it doesn't explore enough of the lore of like the books and stuff. And it's like this is like this is Star Wars. Star Wars is never supposed to be a bunch of books and a bunch of comics and a bunch of side projects. It just started like that because fans started making their own fan fictions and video games, and it's such a mess now that 
I mean, that's why no one wanted to direct the, the prequels. Because everyone was like, George, we know your fans. They're going to get pissed at us no matter what we do. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like, he approached Steven Spielberg, who was supposed to direct Return of the Jedi, on directing some of the prequels. And Steven was like, I can't do it. Same with Ron Howard. They both got approached and just, no, I, I can't. We, we don't yeah, want that backlash. Good. And deser- right, rightfully so. I, I do not blame them. And it... As much as what Bob Iger said, you know, they didn't fulfill on any of the promise that they said to George. And so George had a lot of kind of distasteful comments about Disney back. And then he's since apologized for them. I'm not going to repeat them because they're, they're pretty they're pretty tasteless. But do you think Disney, by saying, you know, let's bring you on as a creative consultant, do you think they kind of like and they go went back on it? What do you think about that? Is that is that ethical? Is that fine? A- no. That's a shi- sign of respect because, hey, this is your baby. But they, then they, they bought Star Wars for how many billion dollars? Wasn't it just a crazy amount? Do you yeah, know that four number? Billion. Yeah, it was about four billion. A little bit more. Yeah. So I mean, and he's old, dude. I mean, he's got kids, grandkids. You know what I mean? He just needs to ride off to the sunset. So I, he should have known that going in. Like, hey, I sold it off. Like, you guys can do whatever. You know. Yeah. So. That's my opinion, and if he has distasteful comments, you know that's his that's his problem. That's because he doesn't technically own it, so to speak, anymore. Oh, of course, and, and I agree. Like as shady as it was, what Disney did, they 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 did not put in writing that they would make him creative consultant before George yeah. even signed the papers. He appointed Kathleen Kennedy to be the creative consultant of Lucasfilms. Do I think that was a great idea? I mean, in hindsight, I don't know because it's twenty twenty. Maybe not, but she's a fantastic producer. She's been penned to great movies, E.T., I believe Back to the Future, I think even The Goonies as well. Yes. I mean, it's kind of like with D&D and uh, George R.R. Martin with Game of Thrones. I mean, season seven and eight, that was just like all D&D. I'm sure George R.R. Martin consulted them and said, hey, this is my take. But D&D were like, yeah, we're going to just, you know, we're going to go with it. We're going to do our own thing. So. It's just knowing what you're getting into as a writer and as a you know director and with writers of a screenplay. So, I mean, it'll be interesting. I think it's good that there's all this information with Star Wars and all these you know little spinoffs that are being made, like The Mandalorian. So, I mean, Star Wars is just going to be keep going and going and going and going for years. Yeah, and that's even something that... There's going to be so many branch-off stories, and so we'll see where it goes. Yeah, you know, Bob even said, I think we put too much out at one time. And I don't know. At the end of the day, like, Last Jedi made $1.3 billion. That that was actually the highest grossing movie of 2017, taking back what I said. Beauty and the Beast being number one. (laughs) Definitely, you know, a little missight on my my part. But either way, this next movie, Rise of Skywalker, is going to make a billion dollars. Anyone that says that they're not going to go see it, you're going to go see it. We've said it on the pod. We know you're going to see it. You'll be there opening night. And I can't wait to see you. Everybody wants to see how it ends. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, and you'll bash it. You'll get on IMDb. So I'm excited for it. And we'll see. And so it kind of leads us into our another topic here, kind of jumping over this other one, which we'll get to hot movie news that happened. Everyone's really happy. I'm happy. I'm not leaving. Uh, <laughs> he ain't leaving. Um, with, well, with Kevin Feige now going into Star Wars, what do you think they'll do with him? You know, I, I don't know. It only seems that he's going to do one movie 
and hopefully it leads possibly into him maybe creating like his own universe but like a star wars universe and i kind of that'd be cool i feel like uh, i think kathleen kennedy's contract is up in 2021 Uh this almost kind of gives him headway to look come in kathleen she'll probably step down or retire and I think that it might give way for Kevin Feige to come in and be the producer of the forthcoming Star Wars movies and mm. be creative consultant. I, I know that he's a huge Star Wars fan and being a producer of one of these Star Wars movies has been a dream of his. Yeah. So it's kind and of think, leading th- that way. I think he should delegate the MCU to somebody else. I mean, he's already done his what he's needed to do with the MCU. In my opinion, True. I thought it was like Endgame and on a high note. Let this next phase let somebody else take over. And he is he still overseeing that? It seems like it. You know, the hat man, Mr. Feige, he <laughs> seems like he's not leaving anytime <laughs> soon, but it does come to say, you know, like he's kind of done this as best as he can. Does he want to keep going forward and have to live up to the expectations he's already set for himself? Or does he need yeah. to pass the baton? Pass the baton, baby. Sweet I, film talk. We're ready. We're, you know, I've got some money in my bank account. I think we could give you a nice little, could maybe give like one scene of of like special effects, make like a two minute short Star Wars film. Sure. Um, yeah. Or, I'm ready. Uh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I've got strings and action figures. Uh, we can make it work. We definitely could. So uh, the other big news, of course, kind of relating to the MCU is Spidey. The Night Monkey, he's back. <laughs> And I, I saw this coming. I really did. I didn't think that Sony would just, you know, or Marvel. I thought they would come to an agreement and they would see eye to eye. And I'm glad they did because they're going to do one more movie, one more solo movie. And then he's going to be another MCU movie, correct? Uh, I believe so. So July 21st, 2021 is when Spider-Man 3's point two is going to come out. Uh, Tom Holland and Tobey Maguire, congrats. You guys are the only two to get uh, your trilogy made. Andrew Garfield, your Spider-Man movie sucked, so it's, you know, I, <laughs> I don't really blame them for pulling the plug. I Now, who do you think who do you think reached out to who? Do you think Disney reached out to Sony or vice versa? I don't know. I would say Disney. I think they're just like, I think they just swallowed the pill. They're like, all right, let's do it. We'll just take a little less money. I mean, Far From Home made boo-goo bucks. And it left on such a cliffhanger. You know what I mean? And it just built like all these. It's building the Sinister Sticks. That's my that's my hot take. So they need to do a trilogy with, with Tom Holland. And they'll probably continue. So good on them. Good on everybody that's just prayed and fasted for this. <laughs> Think of us just those, Tom. And you know, according to Deadline, basically what's going to be is Disney Marvel is going to co-finance 25% of a third Homecoming movie for a 25% basically return from the box office. And like you said, he'll appear in one, Spider-Man will appear in one more Disney Marvel movie. Do you think this opens the door now for these Venom movies and the Sinister Six movies that Sony is planning to come and merge into the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Please, yes, yes. We're due for a good Venom and Spider-Man showdown on screen. I mean, Spider-Man 3 was so brief, it was so quick. So, we're due. I would I would love that. I would not be surprised if that's something... Do you think they'll extend... Do you think they'll extend Tom Holland after this little stint, after this little contract? Or I 100% agree. 
Or do you think they'll have another little um, battle between who takes what? No, because here's what I think. I mean, honestly, I think Sony's capable of making Spider-Man movies on their own. I don't think they necessarily need Disney. I think Disney needs them. But what Sony does, I think they work better together. I mean, look at this. Like, Disney will take 25%, but Sony, Spider-Man Far From Home was their highest grossing movie of all time for Sony Pictures. If that doesn't put it into perspective for you, Skyfall was their previous highest grossing movie. That came out eight years ago, and it was $1.1 billion. Like, this wow. This is killing it for Sony. They might as well keep this partnership going. It benefits both of them. I don't see it ending. No? No. I don't think it should end. Keep to it. Make it happen. <laughs> give, for all of us. Give me more Night Monkey. Give, you know, love MJ. Jonah Jameson is back. J.K. Simmons. You guys have seen the freaking movie if you haven't. Uh, oh, then, it's been spoiled. Yeah. <laughs> go watch the clips <laughs> on YouTube. You can go it's watch October, it on YouTube. baby. It's end of September. Another movie that I'm excited for here. And Martin Scorsese. And you, we have a fun fact for you. I'm just going to go say it. I mean, you saw the movie Infernal Affairs is based off. I mean, The Depart is based off Infernal Affairs. I had no idea. Yes. Infernal Affairs is a Hong Kong movie. It's number 243 on the IMDb 250. I watched it the other day. And literally on the on the poster, it says the movie that The Departed is was basically The Departed is a remake of Infernal sure. Affairs. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's the exact had, same movie. And it was so I much had no fun. idea. That's, that's awesome. No idea so, either. So I lost respect for Martin Scorsese now. No, I'm just kidding. I He's a fraud. Love, Martin love Scorsese. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> so uh, The Irishman is getting good reviews. It's a three and a half hour long movie. And I've always, I've always heard people say that movie was too long. I'm sure you've heard it too. Yes. And I think when a movie is too long, it's because there's pacing issues, correct? True. Lord of Lord of the Rings, for example, very long movie. Pacing but it doesn't is feel long. The pacing is phenomenal. You know what I mean? Exactly. And there's other movies that are you know relatively long that pace well. I thought Endgame was long, like it was three hours long. I thought it paced fine. Could have been better in the first act. So I, I think a, for a three hour three hour plus movie, for it to be good, is just you have to be attached to your to the characters. It has to pace well, you know? As you as you mentioned last week with that script and certain conflicts that arise, it's just going off of that. And I think like a three and a half hour movie is basically two movies in one. You're just strapping up and you're watching two movies. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's my that's my take with, with these longer movies these days. And I think that's sometimes a dumb excuse is, oh, I didn't like that movie because it was too long. Oh, okay, well, what else was your real issue? So what if it was an extra 20 minute runtime? That, that I, I've been guilty of that. That's why I can say I marked off a little bit for. But the thing is, it's like not that it's too like just saying that it's too long, like you said, is a bad idea. But if, if you can say, you know, that sequence where they do this, for example, in The Last Jedi, the sequence in Canto Bite makes yeah, the movie exactly. feel long. If you take that yes. out, yeah, modify some things, you're fine. So yeah. there can be reasons why. But I I don't know. Like, kind of makes me think. It's an epic, you know, the Godfather's super long. 
I just, I don't know. I feel like you can trim it down a bit, and especially with this coming to Netflix. It's not like, if you're in the theater, you know you're going to be there for three hours, you buckle down, you're ready. At your house, yeah. it's kind of like, I could be doing other things, like, you get distracted. And that's why I like going to the theater in comparison to just staying at home and watching movies, is because of the distractions. Yeah, you got your kitchen, you got your bathroom right there, you have your phone. Oh my gosh, a bath? I, I downloaded that Mario Kart Tour game, and oh, it has been <laughs> the death of me for the last few days. You so want- yeah, I, I'm interested about this, the Irishman movie, because I just recently watched like a little 20-30 minute video on YouTube about Jimmy Hoffa and his disappearance, and how yeah. it's never really been solved of who has done it, so... That's interesting. Um, I didn't. I don't know anything about this movie. I didn't so know yeah, anything about I'm, Jimmy I'm Hoffa. I'm interested either. to learn, you know, more about Jimmy Hoffa and how everything went down. So, look at yeah, you, TC. We'll okay with the sweet movie morsels? Okay. <laughs> Just trying to keep up. I love. I love that research. And you know, it, it comes out. What is it? Is it November? It already premiered. It premiered at the New York Film Festival, and I believe it comes out. It's later this year, so. Go over when it should be coming out as soon yeah, as we I'm go definitely over gonna watch future it. releases. Definitely in. And so, top five? Is there anything else? No, Travis Knight is just real quick. Travis Knight, um, director of Kubo and the Two Strings and the Bumblebee movie, is going to... He's like the fifth director for this Uncharted movie with... Um, what's his name? Tom Holland. It's supposed to be like a prequel to oh, how he becomes Nathan Drake. Okay, yeah, that's based off the video game. Exactly, yeah, so, yeah. I don't know, it always worries me, especially with the Flash movie as well, there's been like five direct, four directors tied to it, same with this Uncharted Yeesh. movie, yeah. it just spells trouble, and, you know, I hope I'm wrong, that's how it is with all, anything movie related, I always hope I'm wrong, I, I hope that the Irishman feels like it's an hour and a half, and it's amazing, I don't yeah. want it to be bad. Yeah, no. That's same with huh. this too. Yeah. Travis Knight, we'll see how that goes. Uh, and on on to our top five. Uh, this is a little different one. This is something that we wanted uh, to share and kind of give our top five. And they are the top five movie traditions, meaning uh, commercials, refreshments, movie trivia, just kind of things that kind of get you in that movie vibe. Yeah, you know, you walk in and it's got like the trivia going on and you walk in and you see all the people already sat down for like the midnight releases back in the day so that's what we're gonna do i'm gonna start off with mine um my first my number five is kind of like we said the movie trivia the reason why it's number five though is because i don't feel like they do it as often anymore so it's kind of a bummer at least at the theaters i'm at it's it's just commercial after commercial after commercial with like a little blurb of behind the scenes yeah kind of a bummer uh, my number five is the one where it tells you turn off your cell phones. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't put you in the mood. I don't know what does. No right? one listens like, to it. Turn off but... your cell phone. Put on airplane mode. Put on vibrate. Put on silent. I don't want to hear um, texts or phone calls. So shout out Cinemark and the others. Please turn off your cell phone. I love that. That's you know actually. So I am going to push. So my number four is waiting for your Pizza Hut uh, pizza to finish cooking before you go see Lady Bird. That's my number four. <laughs> or your mozzarella sticks to be done, which caused you to miss the Tenet trailer before oh, Haas and Shop. Oh, man. Tenet trailer. Jeez, Louise. <laughs> I can't believe I still missed that. 
They didn't even show it. I was there on no, time. No, didn't. It just didn't show. Freaking A. Your mozzarella sticks didn't leave you behind. You were there on time. I dropped the ball. So uh, my number four is kind of get me in the mode. Going to the bathroom. Oh, I know you. I know you've got to hit that bathroom before you go see the. Movie. Oh, you know me. Yes, Keeks. And I got to say this while we're doing our top five. I told I texted Keeks just like a couple of weeks ago. I was like, dude, I just miss going to the movies with you, Keeks. We've seen over like fifty movies, I think, together in the theaters. Yeah, roughly forty to fifty, I would say. No, uh, two years since ago, since two thousand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, since we started counting, like two thousand seventeen. I'll have to tally it up. But man, it was just a blast just going to the movies with you. And yeah, you know my routine. I would always go to the bathroom first. I, I've, I 100, <laughs> and you know, I think it's so fun that a lot of people do like, you know, you'll go to the Dollar Tree before and get your snacks and see how you can sneak them into your pockets or you go to the bathroom for, for my number three is, okay, so at the theater here, at least, do they show like the picture to warn you to not pirate the movie? It's like a no, shady looking guy. Don't. Oh my gosh. So this picture's so outdated. It's of like a dude who has a, like a gray hoodie on and he's slumped into his chair and clearly has like an iPhone four in his hand trying to record the movie. Super like obvious that he's recording a movie and basically says piracy is a crime. Don't do it. And every time I see this picture, I just think, this is update the picture. I don't know, but it's it's so obvious that this dude is trying to record with an iPhone four a movie oh, on the big great. screen, and we know that's it's going to look horrible. Yeah, it, it's perfect though. I love it every before every movie that they play, they show this picture, and I laugh every time I see it. And I <laughs> think everyone me, hates send me, me snap. Send me snap. I think I have time. it. I'll send it to you. Yeah, please do. <laughs> uh, my my number three is uh, Cinemark. I love their little. Uh, opening scene where they're everyone's at the concessions and they have like this the next sentence the next sentence the next sentence you know what i mean yeah that one and i think that was just fun it kind of gives you in the music and the in the movie vibe it's light lighthearted. yeah and they're it's good marketing for the concessions which i never really get i rarely get any popcorn or anything like that see it makes my stomach hurt especially dude i don't know what about you but that megaplex popcorn Please sponsor the podcast. Don't hate us for saying this, but your popcorn is trash. Please update your popcorn. Make it different. <laughs> it's so bad. AMC popcorn rules. It's so good. Yeah. Cinemark is fine. Yeah. Cinemark's so. right there in the middle. It's just fine. Yeah. I agree. Um, for, for my number two, this goes back to the Megaplex days. Again, please sponsor the pod. We we love your theaters. We, we think you have great theaters, especially your movie montage that you play before every movie that goes. Stop. That is my number two. I I remember going to those, and we would get so hyped. We'd see, like, Lord of the Rings. We'd see clips oh. from Star Wars. I remember, I remember they'd show Wonder Woman. You'd be, like, in your seat melting. <laughs> I'd grab your leg, just, oh, gal. Sweet I'm happily gal. married. I love my wife then, so much. Gal, you seem like a great woman. You seem like we'd be good friends. And then oh, Daisy God. Ridley. Mercy. Yeah, yeah uh, that's, that's, that's my number two. The montage. I think the montage at, at uh, Megaplex. Now, which, which one do you prefer? Like, which theater? If you had a theater you had to choose a go-to, would you do Megaplex or would you do Cinemark or AMC? <sighs> AMC. If there are more AMCs by me, 100%. They're A-list. Hmm. Me and Becky are going to get it because there's an AMC kind of close. It's sixteen ninety nine a month, three movies a week. It probably single handedly took Movie Pass out of business, but their theaters wow, are great. They've got food. Things. It's awesome. 
there are Malco theaters out here that are pretty decent, but they don't like they don't even have a rewards program. They don't have anything. Yeah. I have no I have no um, motivation to see them besides the fact that they are closest to me. Yeah, huh. so I, I'm a big fan of Cinemark seats, but I like the Megaplex vibes. Yes, I, I will give Megaplex that. Yeah, and we normally would go there too. Yeah, we went to Megaplex. I would say if we went and saw ten movies, we we were at Megaplex seven out of out of that ten. Yeah. So, uh, my number one is the trivia. I love the whose facial hair is this or smile. And <laughs> I I'd love like, those too. Is that? And I kind of intertwine the previews. Normally, I see previews off of like Twitter, or YouTube, but there's an occasional preview that I haven't seen, and it shows it on the TV on the on before the movie. I'm like, wow, that looks yes. interesting, or that looks absolutely terrible, and I'm laughing to myself. Dude, okay, okay. Side note of those trailers: Have you noticed that um that app one that app that movie for app or an app that you download it tells you when you're gonna die? Countdown. How is that horrible. It? Yeah, I think so. How horrible does that I look? I might have to see that with Steve, just a group of friends. <laughs> oh, we, my word. I'm 100% in. We got to see it. it. We'll have to do a special review for it because it's coming out later this year. And I, I can't wait for it. My, you know, mine, it comes out October 25th and nothing else comes out. So we, we might have to do a special episode for Countdown. Jeez. I'm um, there. I got to watch it. <laughs> My number one is the all around you Ooh. that starts where it's like it's testing the, the sound the, and the balls the are Atmos. flying. Heck yeah, dude. Nice. I mean, nothing nice. gets me ready as the lights go down and you see those balls shoot out and then the green one that shoots in front of you. And it's like, all right, baby, let's go. But it, we're, I'm sitting in my phone's in airplane mode. I'm ready to take my picture to get my grade up onto social media. <laughs> it, it sets the mood, but I'm going to throw out one more honorable mention. Okay. And this goes out to you and all the homies that we used to watch movies with was before every big release, Wingstop. Oh, dude. It's, it's, a ver- it's, a, it's our tradition. It's between just a few of us. Mm-hmm. But anyone who's listening, before you go see Star Wars, just get a nice little Wingstop some of those sugary fries, get that big drink, gulp it all down, go see Star Wars right after. It'll it'll change your life. You know, I'm glad you mentioned that. I'm glad you mentioned that because, man, we had a fun little tradition with that wing stop. We did that several times. Oh, yeah. That was, I mean, was that blast. was the first time you met Becky, my wife. I brought yeah, her there. For, for uh, Avengers Infinity War, you're right. That's right. I thought it was going to be solo, man, but you're right, it was. We haven't done that for a while. We might have to just do that for Countdown. Fly, fly over. <laughs> I'll, I'll get on the private jet. I'll get my company to get the private jet out, Man, which would probably be a bike. I'll probably do it for Star Wars for sure. And, you know, that leads us into really our other topic to kind of wrap up this pod is we are, we are in the fall and the winter movies. And I think, I mean, we got the Joker coming out. Yeah. I, the Irishman, El Camino, which are both streaming. Of course, Star Wars, Knives Out. I'm actually looking ro- really forward to Knives Out. I mentioned this last pod. Uh, the I, new trailer looks pretty fun. I'm right I always like you. a good whodunit, the, the mystery. Yeah, and it's going to be interesting because it just seems so unique. And any movie that can you know string me along like Searching last year was a great example of that. Yeah. Oh, I thought Searching was a nice little gem. I loved that movie. I think One, that made my top 10. 
Yeah, it did for me. It was like number eight or nine last year. Oh, and Zombieland, d- Double Tap. I still haven't seen the first one, so I'm definitely going to watch that leading up to the, the sequel. It's yeah. fun. You know, one day that sticks out to me huge, we're going to have like a quadruple header, is October 18th. You've got Jojo Rabbit. Well, I'm not going to Maleficent, but we'll probably won't see that one. Zombieland mm-hmm. and The Lighthouse. October oh, 18th, that's going to be... Ooh, The Lighthouse, yes. That's going to be killer. That's going to be a great day. So October 18th, especially the lighthouse. If anything, go support that one. It's limited, but I'm sure there will be a showing somewhere um, close to you. I'm excited for motherless Brooklyn. I just saw that. Tra- that was a, that was a preview. I saw uh, just the movies recently. I think it was at Astra with it's directed by Ed Norton, Edward Norton. Yes. He's very interesting. talented. Oh the gosh. Cri- the, it looks like a nice crime. I love a good crime movie. And it's in New York. Think me. We're walking here. Actually, I might be in New York around that time. I'll be in there. I'll yeah. And then Ford, Ford versus Ferrari. I'm looking forward to that. So, a beautiful Wait. day in the neighborhood. One so kind of listing these off here. Um, Juma- the, Jumanji, Terminator, Dark Fate, and cat <laughs> and cats to round us out for the end of the year. Yeah, I can't. Oh my gosh, dude! I <laughs> I just I don't. I can't wait to see it. <laughs> I yeah. can't wait to to talk about it on the pod. We'll maybe we'll pair it with Star Wars. No, Star Wars is getting its own episode. Yeah, it does. It, it merits its own. Um, yeah, that's basically it for take fifty one. And for next week, we possibly might have a guest on talking some Joker. That's going to be our big uh, theater review. Is Joker? Yes. We, we're, we're in talks with someone. We're going to have a special guest on. Um, many of you probably follow this person on Twitter, so it'll be a great little we'll, – we'll bridge the gap. We'll get him on. We'll talk Joker. And especially what I want to focus on has been a lot of a focus on Joker is do, do filmmakers and creators have the responsibility to filter their work because of – you know, political climates for this case, there's a lot of like guns and they're kind of showing that, you know, Joker might incite violence in people that have been, you know, bridling up this rage, which I think is ridiculous, but uh-huh. we'll go over that. Cause I think it's an interesting topic to touch on hot topics. That's what we, that's, you know, we, we, we tackle them here on the sweet film talk here and there. <laughs> we're, that's what we're here for. We're just your reliable news source. Number three podcast in the world. Also, while we're talking about it, just swipe up a little bit on the podcast, click on the link to Ranker, and if you haven't done it, push up on the on the arrow button. Move us up higher. We got a bunch of responses for that. Yeah, if you're single, we're you're swiping. Take take a little break from the swiping and do it. Do it. Just push yeah. up. <laughs> you probably already do it with like you know I don't know Bumble, uh, Grinder, um, Twitter, <laughs> uh, Tinder, Mutual. I don't know whatever you use. Yeah. You probably already use yeah. one of them. Uh, so just we, give us, you know, help us we, out. And we really appreciate the support. The follows on Instagram. Keeks just posted something uh, on Sunday, yesterday. This We are recording this on Sunday. So give us a follow and give us some uh, suggestions of what we should watch. And, you know, you know, the, you know the deal. So take 51, you guys. We appreciate you, Keeks. Always Over a pleasure. Love you. Love you, TC. Likewise. Likewise. Enjoy the week and enjoy Joker. We'll love that. Sweet. Sweet.